This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disembodied Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am the very warm but wind-blown Robert. Windblown, huh? It's very windy out you just, here. You just can't do. You just can't do the intro. You just you no. gotta add something. Some, well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's all right though. These are facts. <clears throat> These are facts. It's windy here. What can I say? It's very windblown in our gorgeous sunshine state. I know a lot of people are dealing with winter. Uh, to quote uh, Nelson from The Simpsons, "Ha ha." Um, but uh, yeah, no, we're enjoying some very nice weather, some very breezy yes. weather, so it's good. Well, I think the correct term to use is a very blustery. I don't know. Is that copywritten by Winnie the Pooh? Is it? I don't 100 know. Hundred Acre Woods? Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, well, here comes the cease and desist. Yeah, well. So I say bring them on. <laughs> I say if they're listening to us, I welcome the cease and desist. Um. No, I, what I enjoy about this time of year is that the humidity has dropped down to zero. Yes, it drops down to zero, and you can be outside and not feel like you need to like run into air conditioning. Well, and like you're going to wring yourself out from all the moisture. Oh my gosh! Which is, oh, which is the awful. It's truly, truly awful. But and, and you know, people joke about that. They always say it's not the heat; it's it's the humidity. I I have to I have to agree with that. Yeah. Oh no. You'll you'll die from sweat, and if you're not hydrating yourself properly. You will literally um, have have some serious issues, especially when you feel, oh, it's moist out. It's fine. No, you're, you're literally dying of sweat, dude. That's your own sweat. That's not moisture. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Very much so. But there is a lot of good things as you said about the weather. And one of those things is uh, you get to go outdoors, hopefully, and hopefully with, yeah. uh, with the, the little ones, as we, we have tried to do or try to do on the, on the regular. Um, you had your, your daughter last weekend, right? We, uh, we actually ventured out to a a staple of American culture, which is the state fair. Ah, yes. We went to the South Florida fair. It was great. Uh, I haven't been to the fair in years. Uh, and and I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not really the fair type. I haven't been to the fair since I was a kid. I used to go to that very fair because I lived down in the North Miami area. Uh, and that was very convenient for me to go to that fair. But, yeah, I have not been to a fair in a very long time. I'll go to, like, the 4th of July fair. Um, you know, they have like a little festival fair thing just for 4th of July. I'll go to that, but it's free and there's no cost to it. I just can't see spending money on the fair anymore. If it's just me, my kids have no interest, but your daughter obviously did. And you, you actually did something really kind of cool. The, the full package deal, if you will. Oh yes. Yes. Cause you know, um, I don't know if this is the same in, in States, but like they give you an option of, mm-hmm. you know, using tickets. So each ride costs so many tickets and you sure. purchase these ticket sheets right or you can get a wristband and basically have like unlimited access but then you're talking about oh, sure. yeah, yeah. coin at that point so yeah so it turned out like essentially mm-hmm. 40 dollars for wristbands give you access all day long and because it was a weekend it was it was 40 dollars. it was the last weekend of the fair so i couldn't go during the week to get the reduced rate sure. which would be like 20 bucks um but then they gave you another option of, hey, if you want to skip the line, you pay another $20 per person and you can skip the line VIP pass, right? Dude, I'm 60 so bucks to get on all the rights. In learning fair. my uh, 
Exactly. And not have to wait that long. Right. Because if you if if you know anything about like these rides, like basically the lines could be longer than the ride actually takes. And then you spend a majority of your time. Seems just like there seems like Disney at that turn. point. <laughs> um I learned this Yeah, I learned that lesson when like going from Disney pre mm-hmm. fast pass to post mm-hmm. fast pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like you go there without the fast pass and you're there and you're committed to standing in that line. Whereas you get that fast pass, you're like, all right, there's a little bit of a wait, but it's not like a 45 minute wait. Right. Right. It's definitely not as bad. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was all about the rides and my concern about rides are, you know, you take them apart, you put them back together, you take them apart, put them back together. Things can go awry. Right. Whereas if you go to like a legit, like, place that has rides that are established and they're not taken apart regularly but they're just maintained different you feel feeling. a little bit, sa- a little bit you feel a little bit safe security there these rides yeah plus you know oh, i'm not sure on the <laughs> education level of some of these guys nothing demeaning rides, of course <laughs> not a knock on them they're probably no, no, but I can tell you that the guys that I saw manning these rides, and, and it's not, I'm not stereotyping, they were all guys running these rides, making sure that everyone was locked in. I I would have to put into question if any of these took like any of mechanical engineering classes. I wouldn't, yeah. No, I, I hear you. So not not the safest thing. So you had to choose your rides carefully. So I mean, yeah. when I, yeah, and then also once we were going through the rides, the other tempting thing about the fair are the games, right? The and then you know you as an adult, you know a lot of those games are rigged. So you're like, do I really want to like you know play this game knowing there's no chance of me winning? Or do I want to go for the games that I do have a chance at winning? So we we did the ski ball, which was fun. Um, we did the we did the darts and things like that. But you know, the one to win the game, the big animal prizes are. You know, and then like basically you're the you're it's like a race almost. You get to the top and bing, you win your prize. So my daughter was able to do that. Uh, she won a huge, like, blue elephant. And then uh, she wanted to get this owl that we saw people carrying around. So to get the blue elephant, it was about 20 bucks. To get the little blue owl, about, about, oh, the same, yeah, about sure. another 20 bucks. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, these things probably cost like $5, and they're probably filled with human hair, for all I know, right? Um, so... So I was like, but you know what? It's the thought that she was like that look that a kid gets when they're walking around the fair with the with this huge stuffed animal that's almost the same yeah. size as no, they are. It's, it's ironic because the other thing we wanted to like talk about. Like you would think they too, they, they had like kids and you kids know, won the lottery. And the fair and fun was uh, the new Toy Story, or the, not the new, but the latest Toy Story movie um, just hit on Disney+. Plus. And that's a big thing that they, and that's a big thing they talk about there is that the fight that most of the latter part of the movie takes place. Spoilers if you haven't seen it, um, takes place in a fair. Oh, yeah. And like in a weird antique area plus fair plus RV park strangeness. You know, it's 
concept just to fit the story, right. by the way. Um, but but it really does it does show it does demonstrate that that very thing about the prizes at the fair with some of the toys, and that they were you know the goal was to get with a kid, you know, <laughs> is to be won by somebody and to be played with, and it, you know, it's those toys, it's that feeling, it's what it was kind of kind of led to is like you know no matter where you are, it's that same feeling of wanting the lottery. You and these toys, yeah. and the toys are happy, and you're happy, and everybody's happy, and then you just cry at the end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Right, which. Yeah, she didn't she did yeah. think she was good. She yeah. didn't think she, she was good enough and, for, and for she love. And she felt she was she defected from the start. So you know, she waited too long. That's basically what I got from it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's carrying around this. She's carrying around this blue elephant like it's a baby, right? She's not like holding on to it. Hey, Dad, hold on to it while I go on these other rides. No, oh, God. Clearly, yeah, you could honestly say, "Hey, Ernie, that's way too much money to be spending on just like a few hours." Well, for one, we were there for like seven or eight hours, and just right. to see, just to see her, like, just not have to worry about stuff and just like worry about getting to the next ride or playing the next game, you know. That 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 was well worth it, and like you said, the the Toy Story movie, same kind of feeling. Like we right. saw, my daughter and I saw it when it came out in the theaters, like when it first came out. And going right. into it, I knew it was going to be sad for me. I was I was more emotionally tied to it than I think she was. And and like the ending of it, basically saying right. You know, it's kind of it's kind of got some adult themes because, like, Woody realizes he's not the favorite anymore. Like, she just right. He's yeah, not, it's nothing that it's not he, that he finally she gets to realize it's okay to not be care needed about Woody, and it's just that, that you can. It's almost like his retirement plan, the, or he's, he's moved on, or he's able or allowed the to other move on, which is a big thing for adults. You know, not not so much kids, but it is an adult theme where it's like when you realize it's time to let go, uh, which of course. My kids are the exact right age. My yeah. son's 17. My daughter is 12, about to be 13. And it's getting to that point for me, too. I, 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 am, I am the Woody, you know, and they are the rest of the toys. They are the kid. You know, you watch your kid grow up and, and move on. And it's, it's just interesting to kind of see that mimicked in the movie. And it was perfectly timed because they know who their audience is. That's the other thing, too, that, that darn them all. They know who's watching it. They know that the adults that are seeing it, that have seen the other movies, for the most part, have their kids at these ages. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and for me, it was mm-hmm. kind of looking at it as, all right, Woody basically made his entire existence about about his kids, Andy and Bonnie, right? Yeah. And then there, he kind of realized they're, right. they're moving on what's going to make him happy now, right? And he gives up his identity. He gives up his little voice box, right? He's saying, you know what? You are going to need this more than I will, so go ahead. We'll swap it. You can have my voice box. And, of course, you know, you saw how that unfolds. You know, the girl comes across it, pulls the string one time, is like, meh, you know, and that pretty much ends that. And then, you know, you look yeah. at Woody and they bring that. And it's an piece. interesting thing because they never really and talk he's like, about you know what? real I'm, I'm romance. I'm just going to be happy now. Let me in, hang out with Bo Peep. In these she movies, like happy. at all. Like, you know, he likes her. Well, yeah. 
well, yeah, again, in the first one, they talk about it a little bit, but like real romance, what does that mean for toys? You know, and I see it's an emotional thing, but except for know, the how first far one. does that go? Except and they never the really talk one. about it too yeah. much, but this was the one we kind of see, okay, they're going to be kind of happily ever after. They have a purpose. They're, they have a, a goal, you know, um, and it isn't the same ending as the last two couple, the last three, where it's like everybody gets to be together and they gather up the new toys and the new toys are in the fold. It was like, no. No, not really. No, it's it's not that way this time. And it's like, okay, you guys changed the ending. You know, all the other ones had a very villainous character of some sort, whether it be another toy or or Sid. This one, no, not really any villains. I mean, you know, we thought for a second Gabby Gabby was going to be a villain, but no, she was just very, very desperate, which, again, as adults, we can truly understand. Um <laughs> Yeah, and for me, like that last moment when Woody finally like has that yeah. realization when he sees Bonnie with the other toys like going on. So watching, watching Bonnie like just move on with the other toys, and she doesn't even notice that Woody's not even there. Yeah, like, like to me, what I what I took from that moment in the movie was just like looking at my life because, as you know, I'm very close with my daughter. My daughter's very close with me because. Uh, you know, you could say it's the age and everything, but like my number one fear is exactly that happening, right? Sure. Is that she doesn't even notice I'm not there, you know, and, and that's just like my number one fear. My number one fear over spider clowns, little gray <laughs> aliens breaking into my room to abduct me, yeah. you know, all those drowning shark, sharknadoes. My number one fear is is that happening with with me and my daughter. It's like just seeing that happen, like, and you know it's going to happen. Like I can't stop her from like moving on and like growing up and stuff like that, right? Right. But like, gosh, I am so dreading that. I am so fearful of that. Well, and it's starting to happen for me too, and it's a much more real thing. But here's the interesting part of that, though. Um, because there is a difference. Like my daughter is, is just about to turn 13. She is in lacrosse and she's going to be on travel team this year. So she's going to be traveling all over the, uh, all over Florida doing travel team lacrosse. And it's going to be very, uh, difficult to manage everything, get everything going, blah, blah, blah. But it's fine. She's enjoying herself. She's having a great time. The issue is, is that it is again, I drop her off at practice. She doesn't need me there. She doesn't need me to do anything for her. She basically takes care of her own practices for the most part. My son's a completely independent. Neither of them need help with anything, homework-wise or other. Now they don't even need me to feed them in the same way. They're just like, yeah, we got food, and that's it. So, you know, I'm hanging out with them, but what changes is you start to see that you're able to have other types of conversations with them about themselves, about their interests, and enjoy things on a different level, almost like almost like two adults-ish, uh, having just a regular conversation and you can enjoy them as people rather than as someone who needs you in the same way. You know, it's, it's, it turns from a needs you there to a wants you there kind of thing. And that's a hard transition, but it's definitely an important one if you can make it happen. And that's kind of what I see as the experience. But the fear of that not needing you around anymore is still very kind of there. It's like, well, it's changing. It's, it's you know, do they want it, do they want to hang out with me versus do they need me? You know, yes. and that's that's where it yes, shifts. I agree and, with that. And that kind of is where the shift is for me, too, is in that moment. And that's where you kind of get. And I felt connected to the movie, but I didn't feel as emotionally torn by it as I had with the other movies. Like this was more satisfying, but in some respect, but less emotional. 
Mike, you just, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. even, even with their, well, their the, depressing opening as they tend to do. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the movie before this, when they're going into the incinerator mm-hmm. and they just like, you know, they're, they just come to accept death. Like they all like hold hands and they're like, hey, we're going to die. At least, you know, I won't die alone. I'm like, holy cow. I had tears streaming down my face. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awful. Know? It was great and it was awful. But I mean, this one had the Bo Peep thing. Which again, you know, in the beginning, and it was it was sad, but it wasn't. You you never felt as connected to Bo Peep as you did to the others. No, you know, and this made Bo Peep more important. So you didn't have an emotional attachment to Bo Peep going into this as you did the others. So that was fine, but it was sad, but it was fine. And the ending, you just felt kind of satisfied for what he like. Yeah, he did what he was set out to do. He did the things, yeah. and and he gets his his happy ending in some respects you felt kind of more content than you know emotionally distraught so it felt more like an ending now obviously it leaves it open for more story if they wanted to but i don't feel it's not it's not that it's not the dynamic of buzz and woody you know being there for their kids right you know and even woody and even buzz seemed a little bit different in this movie than he had in the past yeah because in all the other movies it's all where's woody gotta find woody Mm -hmm. gotta help woody in this movie, he really wasn't that. No, no. And the other characters were there, and they would definitely had. I, I felt it was less character based. Like the rest of the ex- accessory t- uh, cast wasn't in the movie as much as they had been in the past. Yeah. I know it's more of a solo. Woody's leaving a goodbye homage to Woody in a respect, which I thought was cool. Which is not, which is not a bad thing. But no. but definitely definitely interesting, and and we love our our listeners' opinions that have kids, and you know saw this movie and, and kind of have that feeling of that, that that special age for kids when they're like they don't need you but they but you're hoping they still want you around um it's a very interesting transition i feel um and it, i i agree it's, it's it's hard it can be very I, difficult i and you know what they kudos for disney and putting that on disney plus like they did mm-hmm. um you know if another kid kind of thing that i watched with uh with uh with my daughter on Disney Plus was a uh, Diary of a Future President. How was that? Yeah, I saw that was p- posted it, up there. It's actually pretty nice. It's um you know uh Disney's doing the whole uh woke kind of thing now. So the story's about a girl because it, it seems like it's Diary of a Whippy Kid, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the that, same premise. Yeah. Uh, you have a you have the uh, it's set here in in Miami, believe it or oh, not. Oh wow, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, single mom uh, has two kids. Uh, she's single mom because the husband passed away, but she's a lawyer, so it's not like they're exactly hurting, right? Okay. And she's and of course she's going through the whole thing of, you know, kind of like having her life while you know still taking care of her kids. So there's a little like, ro- inter office romance there. For the kid who's doing, who's narrating the story, she eventually becomes president of the United States, and her mom sends her this diary so that way she can reflect back on how she got to be the president of the United States. Wow. Okay. So it's very, it's very woke. It's very good. My daughter loves it. It's the right level of humor, mm. um, but there are some points of like because the girl has an older brother. And um, he's going through that awkward teenage, like, I like this girl. Does she like me? You know, that whole, like, uh, birds and bees type of stuff. Right. 
that kind of went over my daughter's head a little bit. I'm sure you were very. I found it a little funny. I thought you were. I'm sure you were very grateful for that. Yes, I found it kind of funny because, like, I remember having talks like that with my friends around that age of like, you know, did you get to first base or second mm-hmm. base or third base? And then everyone had like their own version of what second base was and what third base was, you know. And and it was just it was that part was funny for me. Um, but yeah, you can watch it with, you know, it's a family friendly thing. It's nothing too crazy or anything like that, but definitely woke, as you can tell, like they, they checked a lot of boxes off on this, which is, which is a, a wonderful transition. So thank you for that, Ernie, as always, um, to our yeah. next topic, which is, oh, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, which is of course being woke. Um, and, and that trend, which is still out there, obviously very much so. And, how is it being represented or overrepresented in different in different contexts of the social media realm? Because you know, being woke is is it's is inclusion is really what it means. It's, it's really truly being inclusionary, but but the the subtlety of it is that characters you can be woke and agree that anybody can play any role within certain you know with certain criteria within certain realms, but it's not to force that on people. Uh, and that's the differential between between my feeling of woke and what woke seems to be in media. Uh, perfect example is, uh, is, is something you brought up, which is who's going to or who should play um, Captain Marvel. Right. Well, and you also have Captain America with that as well. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have both captains uh, kind of like in discussion. Right. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus has two new shows coming out. Very exciting. They have a. Uh, yeah, which, well, technically, three. you know, you have Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and you have uh, WandaVision. Yes. Now, I'm actually looking forward to WandaVision. That looks so weird, dude. More than the other yeah. one. Because, because to me, it's kind of like, yeah, you thought it was going to be this. It actually looks like a better version of Married with Children. Honestly, that's what it looks like to me from, like, the outside, right? But I can't. I, so, but I didn't get Did you see the teaser trailer during the Super Bowl? I saw it, but I only was able to glance at it because I was busy, like, trying to occupy the little one, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, it was so weird, though. It shows them, like, like in different sitcoms. Like, they, they are in a sitcom or something. It's yeah, really weird. That's what it looks like. It's really weird. It looks like, it looks like Married with Children. Yeah. Like, Vision is Al Bundy, and <laughs> Wanda is, is Peg. It definitely looks that way. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing... More of that. It looks. It looks fun. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and of course Loki yeah. with his pokey stick. But I know you're not. Yeah, interested. yeah I know you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're not a, Lo- a Loki fan. But yeah. WandaVision looks like fun. The, but the real thing yeah. is the woke, which you said was the Falcon, Captain America, Winter Soldier thing. Right. Right. So at the end of Endgame, spoiler alert: yeah. Cap Cap passes his shield on to his boy, the Falcon. Right. Instead and... of the Winter Soldier. Instead of the Winter Soldier. Now, in the comic books, that falls in line. Yes. For a while, Falcon is does become Captain America. Right. Totally acceptable storyline, right? Sure. You, you don't want to, like, do a shot-for-shot remake of a comic book. But. Like the – but it, it's still, it's still like, in the same vein. Right, right. right. And, it's not taking – And a, I'm okay with – a huge curveball in left field. It's not. Right. Now, you flip over to Captain Marvel. And remember, uh, you know, Captain Marvel, not a well-liked character, but they wanted to check some boxes off. They needed a really, they needed a Superman 
but without it being a man. Right. So they went with Captain Marvel, who in the comic books started off as a man, then transitioned to a woman, had a little bit of success because not as a standalone like comic book series, it was successful. It was better when she made appearances in other titles, right? Which is what they try like to do the here. Avengers, right. Civil War, things like that. Which is what they did with um, her here a little bit, except they just didn't, I, I felt they just didn't know how to use her properly. Right, right. I mean, she's supposed to be a living uh, Infinity Stone. Right. She, uh, she absorbed the powers of the Tesseract. Right, right. So, the theory is there. The, the space zone. Yeah, the space zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, space stone. Yes. Uh, so, she absorbs that. Mind you, I have my issues about the movie. The movie was good. Uh, um, it wasn't like one of my favorites, and it also wasn't one of the ones I disliked. So you kind of it was smack in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the middle. And my thing is, is you know, they kept saying, "Oh, this was such a uh, an original um, origin story," and I'm like, "It's Green Lantern's origin story." But yeah. I don't mean to like promote DC too much, but Ooh. you know that was Green Lantern what we watched. Yeah, <laughs> basically what happened. Yeah. Oh no, totally, um, totally, totally what happened. Yeah, and, and it was and it's the quote unquote bad one with Ryan Reynolds. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the issue too is 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 you know throughout the movie they keep telling her you know don't your problem is you're too emotional and like where. What scene is she too emotional? Where, where, where did that happen? Right. Keep your emotions in check. I mean, what, they, what the hell are you talking about? They got they got Academy Award winning Brie Larson, who is probably, and this is just my opinion, the most non-emotional actor in Hollywood. Yeah. No, she, she can't express emotion. She may be good in some things, and I'm not bad-mouthing her. She got Academy Award winning, so, you know, she's done something right. But in this yeah. movie, and again, it could be writing, it could be herself, it could be a lot of things, I really didn't feel an emotional that she was emotional at all, to, to at least not to the point where they're saying, you need to control your emotions. What emotions? What are you talking about? But oh, sure, guys, yeah. whatever whatever floats your boat, but there, I don't see that. But And, and you know, the, the, the subtext to that, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of that wolf the, uh, mentality right. of, you know, men controlling women's, like, you know, greatness, you know, right. suppressing them, in other words. Right, which, again, is a very legitimate thing and very much needs to be expressed. But so then so then the movie comes out, they get all the backlash. Right. And then she comes out in Endgame and she's barely in the movie. And then there's one scene that basically like uh, where you can kind of tell it may be a little bit of Brie Larson, like letting down her guard. She's like, hi, Peter. You know, I think you have something for me. You know, right. what I mean? like that one scene right there. You kind of like, OK, Captain Marvel's kind of cool. Yeah. And again, if she treated it more like that, I think she would have been it would have been better. I, I think that's all it was. Yeah. It's not a, it wasn't a huge it wouldn't have been a huge shift. Just give us a little something more, you know. And again, it, it you could take it as, well, they were always calling her overly emotional because she was a woman that was part of the suppression. OK, fine. Maybe if you want, you can take yeah. it that way. But that's kind of eh, I'm not really believing that. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. You know? But again, it, it's part of the being woke is that you're expressing and showing these things, which is important and crucial to show. That there's a difference between showing it, like the character, yeah, character of Captain Marvel, what they were doing with her, and what they're doing with Falcon, right. which again sticks true to the story, versus right. shoving it down your throat of something that doesn't even make much sense. Right, because what I read recently, and this is something people can, our fans can go out and look for, 
and this is not me like trying to put my own like uh, spin on it, my own spin on it. This is factual. There is a petition right now going out requesting that Brie Larson herself step aside and allow somebody else to play the role that is more woke. And I was just like, wow, Brie Larson was very woke when she took this role. She came out and said, you know, I believe that we should not have like these people critiquing my movie. I need to see more people of color and women critiquing my movies instead of the same people over and over again. Right. Like she said that. Yeah. And that was a lot of backlash there too. Right. And you know, the, the old white men comment, you know. Yeah. So then like, now the petition specifically points out they want her to step aside and have a woman of color and be gay, openly gay, to play that role. And I'm like, is that even part of the comic book storyline anywhere in the universe? Right. And I mean, if they, if they did, like, for example, if they went, because there's all rumors now that they're going to do a She-Hulk. And yes, they do a She-Hulk. And they wanted her, they wanted her to do the same thing. Who can we find that's like an actress who's openly, you know, check all these boxes, right? But see, it makes more sense with that character because that ca- that character could have that background. It make there's nothing wrong with that if you're introducing them that no. way. With Captain Marvel, you're going to change her out just because you can. That doesn't make sense. If you introduce a character a certain way, it's like Batwoman, for example. They introduced Batwoman and they said she's out. You know, she's a woman. She's going to be the new Batman. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm okay with but that. But they talk about it a little bit. You know, just like a Batman, her his her girlfriend gets in trouble and she has a rescue her. You know, same as, as every other superhero. You know, you, you have a, a person who you love and they're always in trouble. In distress, right. Same yes. difference. They talk about it, but it's not like shoved down your throat. It's there. It's a thing. Okay, cool. They have a story to go with it. And like in Supergirl. Supergirl for a hot minute there, they got a little bit. There was one season where it was, you know, uh, supers versus normal humans and, and cut, got the whole, you know, registration act and almost like an X-Men type world for a hot minute there. And it was like, yeah, the meta-human registration. Yeah, and all that. All that I was stuff, like, okay, yeah. it's a little shovey down our throats, guys. Can we, can we you know, all oh, these guys are, are racist against meta-humans, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, we, we get the point. We understand. Yeah, it's, we've <laughs> gone through this with X-Men, you know, X-Men being the the metaphor for like the gay, you know, gay community, right? You know that type. Of so, thing. so yeah. it was fine, and then but then they calm down. Like the next season after, they still have a transgender person in the in the group. They they have a gay person in the group. They have all the different, as you call it, boxes checked. They're checking all the boxes, but yeah. they're okay now. They've calmed it down to like they're there, but you don't need to be. It doesn't need to be shouted in your face. Being there and being exposed to it is one thing versus being yelled at about it. Hey, you have to see this. No, I just don't have an interest. No, you still no. I, I I appreciate it. I just not interested. No, but you have to. No, I don't have to. No, and that's the difference between the types of woke that I see out in the media world. Is the difference between giving everyone a fair shot, giving everyone an equal playing right. field, giving a little more attention right. to those who have been underrepresented in the past, of course, versus oh, yeah. you have to have it this way because we said. So. Okay, that's a little much, guys. Take a moment. Hey, make sure it's appropriate. I'm not. Hey, me being of Latin descent, I'm not upset that Miles Morales has only made an appearance as a cartoon. No, he's still a representation, and he's still yeah. that hugely possible, possible, popular over it. So you know, there's that. Yeah, I mean, 
given the fact that that was probably the best Spider-Man um, interpretation yet, but yet didn't bring in the money that the other movies did. Right, but everybody loved it. So, so you know, everybody loved it. But oh, everybody yeah. loved it, but nobody saw it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Or waited for it to come out on Netflix to watch it. You know? Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Things. That too. Well, I, I gotta say, being woke is an interesting concept. Being being woke in media these days is very touchy, and you know we'll probably get flack for doing it on our episode. But it's an interesting conversation. Well, to have. I feel I feel bad for Brie Larson honestly because now she's like being asked to give up a job. Well, yeah, and and she if she, if Endgame was any example of what she could become as a character. And they can play that angle more, where she's a little more fun. Then I think she could gain popularity. It could just be a slow burner, you know, where she didn't start out on the right foot, but she got there eventually. And I'm okay with that. If you're interesting to watch, if you're a fun character, then okay, I'm cool with it. But you gotta give us something, you know. You can be you can yeah, be I cranky, mean, you can be crotchety, you can be ornery, you can be uh, sarcastic, whatever. But be something. Give us an emotion of some sort. Make your character a character rather than just you just speaking lines is what I felt part of that movie ended up being, unfortunately. And she's better than that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, again, if it was the line she was given, if, if how she felt about the movie, if she didn't care, I don't know. It's There's so many factors. But but definitely... Yeah, because I mean, she played... I mean, the amount of motion that she put... Because remember, before that movie, she was in Kong Skull Island. Right. And I thought in that movie, she did... She, she, she was had in... the entire range of emotions. Yeah. yeah, she was good. So it was very strange as how she chose to play this character or was told to play this or whatever it might be. So I don't know. Or maybe it, maybe it's just like, maybe that's just her, right? Maybe, maybe that's just Brie Larson. But yeah, like like for me, like when, and, and also that fight scene, which we all know it's all CGI, mm -hmm. when like she she's basically like giving it to Thanos and Thanos is like, oh, shoot. Let me pull out this other stone and hit her with the stone. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. You you know that she's powerful, and you know she's got that. And it's gonna, it's again. You also mentioned this before, where it's like with those types of characters, like a Superman type, you know. And they talk about changing Superman, and they did change Superman in yep. uh, in the comics. You know, I think there's like uh, 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 an Asian Superman of some sort. There's a black Superman of some yep. sort. You know, there's yep. multiple variants. And it's fun and it's interesting and the stories are okay. A little, some of them are a little more ridiculous than others. And it's like, okay, guys, really, you know, you don't want it to be so so per, uh, paradoxical or so much so so much over the top that it seems like a parody of Superman rather than an actual Superman. And that's kind of the thing. Well, it's like when does also, woke become a new form of like parody of something rather than an actual thing? You know, right? Like like what uh, what uh, Mike. Uh... Miller or Millar, however you want to pronounce it, uh, the one who's responsible for a lot of the best-selling, like you know, storylines that are used in the movies. Even he said, "Look, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, maybe changing a character around because they are just characters, but it has to make some sort of like sense to it. You can't just do it just for the sake of doing it, right? Like, and that's how he felt this last reboot of Marvel, where they just basically made every hero a female, right?" It's got to be it's it's, it's over, under representation doesn't mean you have to turn around and do over representation as is is a, is a consequence of it. Equal representation or a slightly higher representation for underrepresented fine at first, but eventually you got to even it out so that it's back to not normal but equal, so that everybody's got a shot. Yeah. And whoever's the best person for the role is the person who gets it, female, male, hey. whatever. 
But I would love to see how Natalie Portman's going to pull off being female Thor. Like she's like, think about it. Thor is like the god of living lightning and thunder, right? Yeah, I could see her doing it though. I feel she could do a, a, a yeah. decent job of it, but she's got to be a but little I mean, over when the you, top. She's got to be Thorish, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and what made Chris Hemsworth so good was that, right? Especially towards the end, you yeah. know. And and that's how that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Well, at the end, he was just putting it out there, like he was just, yeah. like, you know what? And everybody I'm loved just it. Gonna it was great. <laughs> I'm so just we'll gonna be funny. So we'll have to see what she can do for it. And again, yeah. We are we yeah. are both woke, and we both understand the reasons for being woke. But hey, I'm woke. I'm looking, I'm forward, looking forward to the Hollywood movie extent, that's coming yes, out. This I just am afraid it's going to be so chaotic and all over the place. You're going to be, what the hell did I just watch? That's my only fear for it. If the trailers, I mean, I love to see Obi Wan as a bad guy. <laughs> I think he's a great possibility for villainous. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. I just, I'm just i afraid it's going to yep. be so all over the place. People are going to be like, what the hell did I watch? And why would I ever want to see anything else like that? That's my only fear. I'm That's my fear, but I'm hoping that I'm wrong. True. And it's... So I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm just hoping for a fun... Another... I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping for Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. what I'm hoping for. That, that feeling of like going into a movie about mm-hmm. a character... Yeah. specific and yeah, no, just absolutely. like all right well we cool. want you guys to I, enjoy I your up weekend hopefully you get to go I, see the movie um and if you do let us know what you think of it we'll definitely uh, get a chance i'm sure ernie will end up seeing it before me so uh, in that case uh you know we'll get a review and he can give us all the spoilers on the next episode for next week uh so we'll look forward <laughs> to that make sure you guys are following us and being woke along with us on uh, twitter instagram absolutely. pinterest and of course here on Anchor. We appreciate them as always for giving us sponsorship and keeping us up and going. Um, and we want to make sure you guys know that we are always looking forward to your comments, suggestions, and uh, feedback at two nerds a joke at gmail.com. So definitely reach out to us. We do respond. If you're looking to be on the show, email us as well. And we're always looking for guests to come on. We're looking for some guests this, uh, this season. We haven't gotten any bites just yet, but we're hoping that will happen again soon. So we'll reach out to you guys on that. We are some special segments in our episodes coming up in the near future. Just got to get those settled. Um, But we're working on a lot of the cool things for you guys. And because we are the ultimate of wokeness, we will give you a very nice. (laughs) You got to got to stop laughing to say it, dude. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) All right, guys. I could. That was well. You caught me off guard with that one. If so, totally untrue, are, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Totally, totally untrue. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel. <laughs>